You're listening to the PlantX Podcast, the digital face of the plant-based community. Join us as we explore the inner workings of all things plant-based, from the products and lifestyles to the people behind them. Whether you follow a strict plant-based diet or just want to learn more, you're invited. Now welcome our host, the man who combined his love of e-commerce and the plant-based lifestyle to create PlantX, Sean Dollinger. Hey everyone, welcome to our 11th episode of the Plant X Vodcast and uh, broadcasting today from Vancouver, BC. We have a great sunny day here, which is uh, wonderful this time of year in Canada. And uh, this morning I woke up to one of the most beautiful emails that I've uh, received from, uh, from Holger, who's an investor in our company. His daughter just wrote that she loves what we're doing for the world and everything that we're doing and trying to change lives. and educate and all that type of great stuff. So it was uh, put a put an extra big smile on my face today. And, um, you know, this week was an extremely busy one. Uh, normally, I'm really used to helping build out the whole e-commerce platform. Our CEO, Julia, does a wonderful job in uh, running the company from top level. And uh, this week, it was a lot of investors calling in speaking to us, asking a lot of questions. We had announced that raise of um, $10 million, ended up getting uh, filled to 11 and a half, and uh, the book was over $25 million. But speaking to all of these investors, being able to share the story, probably spoke to people who manage over $20 billion. And to be able to uh, connect and share our vision and why I originally founded the company was a, a really great feeling. And one thing that probably our customers, investors, and shareholders realized. And this, for me, it's an organic education process. And I'm really on the fly when things come in and being able to take a, take a concept, move it into an idea. Uh, we are now being seen as a platform that has pieces of education. And our friends over at Above Foods, uh, Lionel Cambitz, who uh, founded that company, they were nice enough to send this parcel over to my house of all their new and upcoming products. And we did a virtual cooking last night. And um, it was amazing that they're looking at Plantex as this education piece, this resource to make sure that when they come out with their products, that they're absolutely perfect. And I think they're doing a wonderful job over there. Their head creation officer, uh, Marty, uh, the, the food, the way that it came out for, uh, for me trying it firsthand was phenomenal. And just so everybody knows what Plant X is all about, I keep getting asked that a lot. We're really your one-stop shop for everything plant-based. And it goes back to education at the end of the day. Since we're in such a new environment, it goes back to when Apple was making their move to take away market share for Microsoft on the operating system for home use. It all had to start as an education piece at the end of the day to be able to get people comfortable to make that transition. And that's how we see ourselves. We really need to capture the consumer, educate them, and then be able to bring them the most interesting products coming out. And literally, we're getting probably 50 to 100 inquiries a week about products that want to be added to our platform. So we just love being this education tool. And I got asked the other day also, what's up with the brick and mortar stores? But again, these brick and mortar stores act as our education centers and as a franchise model. And eventually, we would love to have all of these different brick and mortar stores that we don't own, but that we educate through, that our vision from the top is being broadcasted out 
around uh, North America to begin with. So uh, just a little bit of uh, context on that. And typically on our show, we have um, a lot of people related to the actual platform. You know, we do this podcast to show consumers, our customers, et cetera, what we're all about, as well as our shareholders and investors. But as a publicly traded company, it's important that we show the two sides to it. So up to now, I'd say our first 10 episodes of our podcast has really been about what the platform's all about, our partners, how we're growing so rapidly. But today we're bringing you Um, someone that we think is perhaps the most educated person in the U.S. as far as uh, startups and small caps and medium caps go, identifying the true leaders out there uh, before they actually become leaders. And uh, we're really, really excited to have uh, Daniel Amanduri from Future Money Trends on the show today. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And uh, Daniel is uh, president of uh, Future Money Trends. And Daniel, we always start our broadcasts by asking, how do you take your coffee? Well, if I'm up first, it's a Keurig. If my wife's up first, it's an an amazing French press. (laughs) Cool. So sometimes you sleep in a little bit to get that? Yes, of course. Yeah, I, I actually do a little sound therapy in the morning. So if I wake up a little later, usually, especially on like a Saturday or Sunday, uh, I wake up to a, a wonderful French press made by my, my wife. Awesome. And uh, I know you've had an unbelievable journey. What's led you to your path? What, you know, what, what's going on over there? You know, I, um, I've always been fascinated with entrepreneurship and investing and uh, started buying re- real estate right at 18 years old and eventually a blog in 2009 that uh, morphed into a newsletter business and eventually started investing in microcap companies in 2012, 2011 timeframe. And uh, of course, I had to learn a lot of hard lessons and, um, you know, went through that phase. But uh, now I run uh, two different companies. One is a publishing company. One is also an investment company where uh, basically more of like a family office style where we're, we don't have any outside investors, money, just me and my two partners. And we're very focused on finding um, exceptional companies that we can partner with and uh, help build their shareholder base through the marketing company, uh, but also start, uh, but also help them, um, you know, give them consultation and, and just make, basically make sure that um, they have everything they need. Uh, Cause it's, you know, when you go from private company to public and you're dealing with, uh, you know, outside investors, it's a whole nother ballgame. Yeah, I know hundred percent. And uh, I invest in many companies as well. And uh, watching some of the things that you do hundred percent, it is different. It's a different philosophy, hundred percent. And uh, have you been involved with any of the uh, plant-based companies yet coming out or, uh, you know, any that have really caught your eye? You know, we were one of the first investors into the very good foods company and my publishing company also uh, helped, you know, build their initial shareholder base. So that is the first one. Uh, I have, you know, personally in my life, uh, been eating whole foods for about 10 years. In 2009, my mom got cancer and that kind of led me on this journey of plant-based food. Which is which is kind of now it's you know uh, it's more mainstream. Even McDonald's is having a plant McBurger, but um, <laughs> you know I'm not a hundred percent vegetarian. I've tried a few times, uh, but just this whole space, I see this trend. I love the growth, and um, you know I'm invested in some some farm some vertical farmings as well that are private. But uh, I, this is definitely something that I, I'm passionate about. Yeah, awesome. And I know that we've spoken a whole bunch and I definitely feel the passion. And maybe you could share with uh, the investor shareholders what attracted you to PlantX, why you, know, you have the possibility to work with any company you choose. And there's some phenomenal companies out there already in the plant-based world. What, what attracted you to us? What do you think about PlantX as a whole? 
So Plant has great revenue already. It's going to have phenomenal revenue next year. Uh, the market cap, uh, in my opinion, was absurdly low relative to the quality of business I'm buying and its future and expected revenues for 2021. But what attracts me to all companies, or at least because you, you get pitched every day when you're a venture capitalist, and it's easy to say no to 90% of them. And then you look at that other 10%, and you'll end up only dealing with maybe half of a to 1%. And the reason I like Plantex was the people. What I have learned um, in the micro cap investment and small cap investment, you have to focus on the people. Uh, you can find a lot of great companies. You can find a lot of great products. But if you don't have the right people and the right management uh, running these companies, they inevitably uh, either go away or become, you know, one of those times where you lose money. Uh, I'll give you a great example. I, I learned this lesson in 2012. I, I invested in a company, had a great management team, and it was trading for about 60 cents. I'd invested in another company, uh, had a great product. It was revenue. I mean, it was just so much more advanced, but it didn't have the management. Uh, the management, that company today, the other company that had way less than them, but had the right people is on, is on the New York Stock Exchange trading for about $4 today. And so when I look at Plantex and I look at the resumes, I look at you personally, what you've accomplished. And also you're not somebody who's chasing the plant-based momentum, uh, the plant-based theme here and trend. You were in this way before it was cool. So uh, just that your, your ties to the community, your passion and your resume, uh, you, you make it a must own for me. Thanks. And I definitely agree with you. Management teams, the people behind a company, a company could be a great concept, but if it doesn't have the team to execute, big deal, right? Um, 100% agree. And uh, as you know, uh, in the last couple of weeks, we got our OTC listing. Um, why do you feel that's important for a, for a micro cap company out of Canada or a publicly traded company in Canada? Well, there's 330 million reasons why, and it's clearly the U.S. population. So it's 10 times larger than Canada. U.S. investors often have a, a great difficulty purchasing something on the CSC uh, or any Canadian stock, really, or any foreign issuer. Um, so uh, now that it has an OTC listing, it's considered an ADR in the U.S. U.S. investors can buy the company, and uh, this will bring a lot more liquidity, a lot more interest to the company. And uh, certainly it, it will make it much easier for uh, investors uh, to purchase shares, even in other countries too. A lot of times they have to come in through the U.S. and buy. So this is a, a huge move when you think about it. That perhaps it had 30 million potential investors, and now it has 300 plus potential uh, million plus potential investors. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, obviously, thanks for um, sharing that with our investors. And before we get to some of the questions, we're we're live streaming here, as uh, I mentioned to you a little earlier we built it out from a couple platforms we're on six different platforms now and that's uh, our team this maybe to the viewers customers investors shareholders it just looks like a vodcast that we're just streaming but there's a lot of people behind the scenes right Marian, who's uh, really working on streaming to those six different platforms then we have uh, jonathan working on creatives and jacqueline working on the fun christmas themes that we have now and alex so with everything that we do, we really try our best to, to make it, you know, as great as possible and uh, really give back because we really respect that people are giving us their time. Not only are they trusting us with their dollars, which, you know, that's a big, big thing, but they're also giving up their time to come join us on a Saturday morning live. If you're on the, the West Coast, more, you know, afternoons, East Coast, we even have people from Europe joining us for, for their evening. And uh, we see this base keep growing and growing. So we always encourage Daniel during our shows, once we have someone like yourself, and thanks again for taking the time here, 
today. We want to make sure people send us their feedback. Are we giving them what they want in the show? Do they have live questions for Daniel? And how can we keep making this better? Our focus, our goal, we want this community to become massive on all, all sides. And one thing that I haven't really shared yet, which I think is kind of exciting, is being public as we're growing on the public side, I actually see our sales growing even quicker on the organic side. So, you know, you could always increase your sales on your platform, spending more money on pay-per-click, but we have a competitive advantage by sharing the story. All the investors who join us here then go share the story. They're buying products from us. And it's just great to see how this community is coming together. So please guys, while we have Daniel here, um, send in your questions. Uh, Josh this week was very supportive of us, supportive of us from, uh, from Boston. So thank you very much, Josh. We're gonna be sending you a Monstera plant. That was a really popular one this week. So um, thank you guys for that. And uh, back to you, Daniel, one question that just popped in and I think it's a good one. And I don't even know if I know the answer to it. What's the difference between an OTC and an OTCQB or an OTCQX listing? What's the difference between all of these different kinds of OTC listings? So if it's just OTC, it could mean that it's pink or gray, which means there would be no market maker. So essentially, if you're familiar with investing, there would be no bid and ask. Uh, but most investors, if you just went to Yahoo Finance, uh, put in the symbol, you would be able to see what the most recent buy order is and you put a limit order in and it'll catch it either way. Uh, if you have the QX or QB, there's definitely gonna be a market maker there. And it sometimes potentially can uh, provide more liquidity, uh, you know, but it also attracts more day traders, which you don't necessarily need day traders if you're trying to build a business. Because in the end, when you're buying a publicly traded company, you're buying a fractional share, an ownership of the company. And that's how I treat these companies. Uh, I don't treat them as a trade. I treat them as a, an owner. And, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not worried about what's happening day to day. I'm looking at the outcome and the objectives. So the biggest difference though, is, is simply that there, there might not be a market maker, which might not mean anything to many people listening to this. Now that, that makes a lot of sense. And one thing about you, to be completely honest, because I speak to a lot of different groups that want to bring awareness to the stock and all these things. And right away in that first conversation, it's always ask, 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 ask. The few times that we spoke, it was all about, we, I, I want to understand your company, Sean. And you really wanted to not, it's not just about making a dollar off us uh, and, and you feel the connection. So I totally get what you just said, because I saw it when we spoke originally. And even when we went ahead and did this raise, I can't tell you, everybody wants a bot deal so they could trade the stock immediately. And how do they get out of it and make the warrant a tradable warrant so then they could short the stock and all these different things. You said, Sean, four month hold, beautiful. Let's go out there, let's educate this uh, community. Let's go out there, let's get new eyes on the story. So I, I definitely uh, saw that when we've been speaking, which was such a great feeling, totally refreshing that from the opposite side where you're saying you saw, you looked at us as a management team, from me sitting on the inside looking out, it felt great as well. So uh, thanks for that. And then uh, one other question here, and then uh, we'll let you go enjoy. Uh, it looks like a beautiful day there in San Diego. Um, but um, uh, DTC eligibility, why is DTC? So people know now OTC, OTCQB, but how does DTC eligibility fit into that? 
So DTC eligibility will open it up to a lot more brokers. There are a lot of brokers like a Merrill Lynch, which is 25% of brokerage accounts in the United States because it's Bank of America Merrill Lynch, uh, that will not allow uh, you to purchase shares unless it has DTC eligibility. So that's another thing. You're just, again, you're just continuously opening yourself up to new investors, giving people an opportunity to be able to purchase shares through their online brokerage account. Wow, I, I had no idea about that. That's really, really interesting. So I guess one question for me, can a company that just has OTC, but not OTC QB or QX, can they be DTC eligible? Uh, if, if no, if you're OTC on the pinks or grays, you cannot have OTC DTC eligibility. Uh, so it's either QB or the QX that would have it. Then you need the, okay, cool. And then um, uh, Holger just wrote in, he just wanted to know how you go about finding companies to invest in. So to be perfectly honest, I used to go out and look for them and go to conferences and try to find the right pe uh, people that run them. Uh, at the current moment, I get pitched a lot of different deals. So they kind of come to me. And then what you'll find is I often try to, uh, an easy way to um, to really narrow it down because there are so many different uh, companies out there is I try to find people that are on their second go around. So what I mean by that is uh, if I'm investing in a mining company, I want to know, has the guy had a successful mining company already? And if he has, that immediately shrinks that list. Um, so a person like Sean with PlantX, has he built an e-commerce business before? Yes, check that list. He's also been in that environment for a long time. So immediately that leans it down because what you'll find is is anybody building one of these companies, they have to go through a lot of different uh, things that they're going to learn, a lot of issues that they're going to come across. It's much better for me to put and partner my money with people who've already done this. They're going to be much more confident and they're also going to be able to find more liquidity. So what I mean by that, and I'll use mining as a great example, if you ever had a successful discovery in mining, in the mining business, um, and you fail, there's not going to be a lot of people there to write you a check uh, to finance the company to keep it going. But if you've already made discovery and made people money, people are, mu if you if you don't have success initially, they're ready to give you another check. And so same thing, I'll bring that back to plan X. You know, if the company was to go through any sort of trouble, we have the confidence as investors to know that, hey, Sean's on it. He knows what to do. And if Sean called me up and said, hey, I need you to, I, let's get another financing going at a dollar fifty or $2. Hey, me and my friends, we're going to be there financing and supporting this company because we know we have a capable management team that knows what they're doing. I think that's a great advice. Uh, uh, Daniel, because we even see it on a bigger scale as well, right? If we look on the macro scale, a person like Elon Musk, everybody knows him as Tesla. People know him as now SpaceX, right? And why did people lend him on the private side? I think it's been multi-billions of dollars already to send spaceships to Mars, right? Which is pretty mind-blowing. Uh, we scale back to what, well over a decade ago, he started PayPal, right? Or had a big involvement in PayPal. And you look at that group of people who started PayPal, they've all went on to start unbelievable companies once again. So I think that's great on, on the big show, uh, how that philosophy works even on this level as well. So I think that it was great, Daniel. We definitely uh, took up uh, some of your time here on a, on a Saturday morning. We really appreciate everything. I'm very thankful for all the advice you've given us so far. You've been a huge support. Looking really forward to working with you and growing this company into something absolutely incredible. So thank you very much. Thanks for having me on Join the show. Me. Take care. So guys, that was uh, Daniel Amanduri from uh, Future Money Trends. Uh, hopefully uh, you guys learned something here this morning. And uh, once again, thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to uh, join us. And I just want to share again, I was speaking to all of these uh, really sophisticated investors this week, private individuals, uh, 
private offices, family offices, and really educating um, them on our company. And what I thought was really, really cool about it was I'd speak to, for example, somebody at Mackey Research, and I would share the story with them. They would literally call me five more times in a single day to try to get me on the phone with other people because they're so excited about what we're building. And we're not just a brand. We are a platform welcoming all these new companies. Everybody's our partner. Typically, if you're a beyond me, you're competing against impossible. You're competing against um, tomorrow meet. There's endless now and they keep coming out and you're going to love one of them. Get, you know, into that brand and stay connected to that. Brand. Well, for us, we want you as a consumer to come try something, be comfortable, say to yourself, your friends, family members, et cetera, that, wow, plant-based living does make me feel better. And that's why we uh, introduced the medical advisory team last week. And we'll start launching that weekly, sorry, monthly show to educate you on plant-based living. So I just see the excitement. I've been part of many different industries in my e-commerce life of over 20 years, uh, from technology to fashion to uh, you know wellness, and, and now here to this incredible movement in the plant-based space. And one thing I could tell everybody who's watching here today, I've never seen, at least from my personal side, of things, the excitement and the, the curiosity behind what we're building out and what we're doing. No matter if I'm speaking to somebody who's uh, 16 years old or 85, they all have a story about this whole plant-based space and what's going on. So uh, thanks again. Thank you for believing and trusting us. And until uh, next week, stay curious, stay planted, stay healthy. Cheers. So that's it for this episode of the PlantX podcast please check out investor.plantx.com to learn more. And we welcome you to join our thriving community. In the meantime, stay curious, stay planted, stay healthy.